Welcome back to the final murder at the end of the podcast in the world. It's the end. <laughs> My name is Axel. I'm here with Andy. We're from DVRpodcast.com. Check us out. Become a patron. Patreon.com slash DVR. If you've enjoyed our coverage over these six weeks or so and seven episodes of a murder at the end of the world on FX on Hulu, then consider being a patron or giving us a one-time donation to help us out with hosting and all that other stuff. We really do appreciate it. I did want to start out by saying thank you to everyone who listened. Thank you, everyone who gave a review or stars or told a friend or wrote us an email or gave us a Facebook comment or who came on the show, Gina and Mike. Uh, who else did we have? Just Gina and Mike, right? We didn't get to have. Just, yep, just Gina and Mike. Yep, we didn't get to have Solo or um, or Bubba, but we love, we also want to specially thank Mike and Bubba for covering the show, and we've been watching and listening to your coverage, so check out Double P Podcast Network and One Mike. The links will be in the show notes. And uh, we've come to the end, Andy. How are you doing, my friend? I'm I'm doing good. I'm I'm very curious because we have not talked at all with each other about what we think about this and of this very divisive finale. So I'm I'm I, I still don't exactly know how I feel about it. So I'm looking forward to talking it through with you. So yeah, um, it was definitely divisive. I have to say that my reaction. I'll just get right to it. It was was kind of mixed. I was I was I'll put it to you this way. Unlike some of the reviews or and some of them said this too is I liked the story and I liked the explanation to this murder mystery, right? Um as as Bubba said the butler did it. We now know spoiler alert. Yes. Uh Ray is evil. Um well not really. He's like Hal, which we talked about. We had uh-huh. talked about this, right? So mm-hmm. I think many they left the right clues and I felt when it was revealed, oh, this makes perfect sense. It is validated by what we've been shown on the show. But the execution of how it was rolled out and I felt some of I dare say the performances in the final episode were a bit maybe stilted by some of the dialogue and writing and the way it was rolled out that I felt it was a bit clunky where um, maybe it was a little bit too exposition-y. And I mean, basically it was like, let's have a whole episode in one room, you know? the You know, my, my feelings are... Kind of similar. I didn't hate it, but I also felt, I mean, I wasn't overwhelmed or underwhelmed. I was just kind of whelmed. Yeah. It was just really, and and the, like, I mean, I definitely have, I mean, and I'm sure I will not be able to help myself. I mean, we're recording on December 22nd and we could have just recorded tomorrow because it might've just been an entire festivist because I do have grievances to air about this. Oh, I love it. But at the same time, like you said, this last episode, it in a lot of ways felt like a Scooby-Doo type of ending where everything is, I don't know, like say, very expositional, very, yes. and I, it's, 
something about the execution. I'm I'm fine with Ray being the. I mean, we talked about that as a possibility many times throughout this. It's not. It didn't really. And I don't. I don't mind not being surprised about that ending. But like you said, some of the execution and some of the some of the stuff that's just left not even. I mean, like I I feel like the second this this this, uh, this series could be subtitled Red Herring. Yeah, I don't remember. There are so many things left unexplained or inconsistent. I mean, I, I don't need to have everything explained to me. Like, I, I'm one of the biggest fans of Lost in the world, and they didn't explain a lot of stuff there, but it didn't bother me. But some of the stuff here was, I don't know, it just, and I don't want, I hate when people use the term sloppy writing or lazy. I don't think that's the case, but I don't, I, there's just so much, at times it felt like there's things, like entire subplots or episodes missing. Like, things that are brought up and there's never really explore uh, interesting ideas that are never explored. And it's, I don't, I don't know. Something I just can't quite, something does not sit right with me on the whole thing. And I don't, can't quite figure out what it is. I don't like, I don't think it's a train wreck and I like, I still enjoyed it, especially the first five or six episodes I really enjoyed. And I mean, I like the acting. I like the cinematography. I like the music. I like the, the production design, all that stuff. I loved most of it. So it's, I don't, I'm, I'm very, I'm very conflicted myself on how I feel about the whole series as a whole and this episode. Yeah. Um, I agree with a lot of what you said. I, 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 I think the execution, it just, it didn't quite work. Um, I'm still a fan of both of these creators. I, ha- I have enjoyed everything they've made. Um, this I think was a bit of a stretch because I think in reading, there's an interview, a a final interview that variety did with, um, both, um, Zal and Brit Marling and, uh, they explain a lot of, and I'll include it in the show notes. Anybody could just Google as well as we have, or, or ask Ray, you could say, Ray, bring me the article. (laughs) that Axel mentioned. Um, and just rename your Siri Ray and then yeah. just say, Hey, Ray. And it's, it's def, it's definitely clear that they were going for something bigger. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of what the problem, a lot of problems that people have having from what I'm read, our feedback and everything, it was so expositional, you know, for me, the best, TV shows don't explain or the best stories, films, whatever I, uh, for the best example is the wire where things just happen. And very rarely does someone on the screen explain what's happening. It's up to you to figure it the fuck out. And if you're not with it enough and you're not paying attention and you're not in that world, you could watch an episode and feel kind of like, why is that scene there? All of a sudden, there's just another right, but and I think I think some of that too is the the fact that what the genre they're using here, murder mystery, yeah, it's a lot harder to fit that type of thing into a murder mystery. Like you're saying, the wire that it makes sense for something like that because stuff is happening. They're telling a story, and in this way, yes, they're telling a story, but in a murder mystery sense, like the whole point of what a murder mystery is, uh, I shouldn't say the whole point, but a, a lot of the fun of it is figuring out who did things, why things are there, analyzing every little detail. And, and when a lot of the details don't really matter, it's like, say they're obviously trying to prove uh, bigger points here about 
the tech industry and Mm -hmm. climate change and all that stuff. And it's really hard to, I think it's hard to layer that into a murder mystery genre. If that, I don't know if that makes sense or not, but I don't know. I don't know. I think it's possible. I just think in this case, it didn't quite work. And I think the execution in the end and the reveals was not for me up to par with the execution of some of the rolling out of the mystery, right? So the way they asked questions was more interesting than the way they answered them in their execution, perhaps not in the actual um, information inherent in it. Like, I think it is interesting that Ray is the, is the killer quote unquote. It is interesting that he uses zoomer. It is interesting. Some of the dialogue, even though it's a bit ham handed, like basically I have it here when they kind of outline it, Ray can mimic Martin says it. Ray can mimic Ernest Hemingway writing Harry Potter because it's read everything those writers ever wrote or said. I mean, shit, everything everyone's ever wrote or said from Winnie the Pooh to Hitler, fucked up tweets from celebrities, manifestos from school shooters. And then uh, someone said, if Ray's coming up with this lesson for Zoomer, its curriculum comes from us. That's why so much AI is racist, sexist, homophobic, because Ray isn't an oracle. Ray is a mirror on us without feelings. But do we and really the, have feelings? <laughs> and you know what? I actually, I <laughs> good point. I actually, I think that whole that is a very interesting yeah, topic, and interesting. I wish it was. And you know, when I said something about how oh, it's hard to meld those things, it is hard. But I'm taking back some of what I said a few minutes ago, a few seconds ago, because Ryan Johnson does it brilliantly in the Knives Out movies. So. And yeah, there's he, a way of do. Yeah, and it is I, possible. Yeah, I, I is, should take yeah. that back what I said earlier. And, so it is possible to do it. And also, hey, Stanley Kubrick did it six, let's yeah. 68, 60 fucking years ago. Okay. Which was, you don't, there was never a point, you know, like yeah. we didn't have a whole discussion about how there's a little bit of an explanation when, at the, at the end, you kind of, you see it, but you have to figure out, oh my gosh, it isn't really Ray, right? Yeah. It yeah. is Andy of because of who he is, and we've talked about that, that Elon Musk type mm-hmm. Rogan-esque character, right? This mm-hmm. non-empathetic man beast set on power and this idea that the individual man carves out yep, the, the history the of the superiority complex. Yeah, and all that. yeah, like this all this shit that, you know, incels love reading about. And, uh, you know, go listen to Jordan Peterson or something like that. And it all gets sucked into this AI and it becomes this and this there. But the way it kind it was like it was the fact that they said all that. Right. Is to me less valuable than something that makes me think about it without directly addressing it. And that's why I bring up a show like The Wire where it takes you a few episodes to figure out, oh, they're building this case or they're doing this. You have to sink into the world. And I felt from creators who had done a show like the OA, which is the exact opposite, where you really have to sink. They were trying to do something different. And I think that it was a little bit, um, I don't know. It was, it it came off some ham handed and a little, and like, you know, 
uh, just too obvious, expositional. And even when Darby kind of figures it out, I didn't get that same kind of like tingle or like, oh, wow, right? Like, yeah, it was kind of, it was just kind of, it was a little silly, I felt. And, um, yeah, that's yeah, why I mentioned Scooby Doo because when she's, when she's yeah. having her monologue in the basement there and, and it's, it, it seemed very Scooby Doo ish, like she was going to walk over to, Clive Owen and rip his mask off and it was going to be somebody completely different. I mean, I, it was, I'm, I'm obviously making it, obviously making a joke there, but it was just so, I, some yes. of that just wasn't, yeah. I don't, I don't, and it didn't need to be that way because it, it's not like the whole show was doing that. They were kind of, we had to try and piece things together ourselves and figure, and you don't have to fit every, I don't, I don't know. Something just wasn't, there wasn't enough ambiguity. ambiguity. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it goes throughout the entire episode too, because we're given the reveal. Okay. We figure it out. Then we're faced with the, the, this idea that, oh shit, we're still fucking stuck in a hotel that Ray controls. What are we going to do? Right. And the cops are coming. We need them to get it. Blah, blah. They set up this kind of anti-climatic. I can never say that word. Right. But uh, anticlimactic climactic thing where they're racing to the server room how do we get in whose birthday is it what's the code and then they figure out no we're gonna use the batter so in some way it makes metaphoric sense they're echoing what bill did with the with the laptop in the water they do the opposite right they light it on fire they uh -huh. use the laptop battery they're both hackers the power of women their thought they blow it up and then they escape <laughs> only to be caught by andy two days later but because he's still super rich but yeah and i understood i just that's what i mean is i i almost didn't need to see her in Zoomerus opening the thing, right? The Zodiac. I didn't need to see them escape through bills. I just, I felt like the whole thing was um, too explanatory, expositional in general. And that's, that was what I found to be when I analyzed it, my major fault, even though I, I have enjoyed doing this podcast. Of course, I've enjoyed the jerk. I know our friend Mike. Yeah, did a scathing video on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, scathing don't listen to it light. with young ears around. I'll just say that much for it. Even uh, Andy, I would say old ears should as well. Yeah, I was going to say, were you yeah. blushing? <laughs> I mean, whew. it's um, well. On one of his comments, he said he was on one of his Facebook posts. He said he he was afraid that the video might get taken down from advertisers because of all the swearing. <laughs> Well, I see, though I, of course, respect and enjoy Mike's opinions, and we had a great time, we always do when we <laughs> chat with him, I didn't feel the same way because I enjoyed the journey, and I think yeah. that they made me think about a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, uh, yeah, the that what you're saying, interesting, it's interesting, too, about the not showing the Zodiac and some of that stuff. I, I actually would have been fine with them not showing them destroying the server room. Me, too. I don't, I, we didn't Me need too. that. Yeah, I, they I could mean, have ended it. They because Well, oh, everything, everything that Ray did, he did with someone else helping him. It's not like Ray is some kind of crate. They even, like, uh, even Darby in her monologue at the end was like, 
he doesn't have a conscience. It does not. He's not self-aware. He's not this. He is right. literally just doing what he is told. So he's doing what he's told, and he's having Zoomer help him kill all these people. So were they really in any danger from Ray at that point? They should. Couldn't they just walk right out the door? I don't. I, something there. Just I don't know. I, I, it was too much. That that stuff. Some of that was too very, much. I thought. Very good point. Very good point, Andy. And to raise that question could have brought us a further. Uh, did Ray escape, right? Mm-hmm. Is Ray out there? Um, you know, what? And that line would have played so much better if they hadn't have used hand sanitizer and a, and a laptop battery to <laughs> burn everything to hell and do this weird, like, Wizard of Oz projection thing that's disappearing the same way that the Wizard of Oz does and uh, with Ray's face in the fire and all yeah. that. Oh, good call. Good call. I mean, it's very, I, I, I do felt, I feel like they got caught up with the ideas more than the execution yeah. and the, and even, even I was, I'll say I'm, I'm let down in a sense for me that the, really the most successful part of this show I felt was the Darby and Bill on a mystery tour and their love affair which I felt was really effective and taught and really was probably the thing in the show that touched me like emotionally. I thought it was really great. And Bill too, there was not a lot of Bill in the finale. Hardly yeah. anything. You Just know? a couple little little glimpses of him. And like the, yeah. the stuff with Zoomer injecting him with the morphine, all that. But yeah. Uh, let's yeah, get, the, let's do. Uh, oh, I was gonna say. I was gonna, but what you were just saying your favorite thing. My favorite thing was the production design. I, I yes. love the whole that Great whole hotel, point. everything. I lo- even though it didn't always make sense. I I poked some holes at it during the podcast a few different times of different design things, but I still like in reality. But I loved the production design of it. It was just a, I thought that stuff was all amazing. So okay, so let's feedback. Yes. <laughs> all right. Um. You want to you want to go back and forth? I can start with Francine. Sure. sure. And thank you, Francine. Uh, see, and the and the again, the best part of doing a pod like this is bringing people in. They listen. Don't forget, everyone. We will be covering True Detective starting in January. Heath Solo and I we're coming back for it. We did the last season of True Detective many years ago with Mahershala Ali. And uh, we are back for the Jodie Foster-led night country because I love the snow and we're here for it, me and Snowlo. But Francine, (laughs) welcome. And uh, Francine says, the finale. They answered questions. It was devastating about Zoomer and Bill, devastating for Darby and Lee. In the end, it felt as if people died wastefully. It was sad. Did I feel satisfied with the ending? Yeah. Did they leave some loose ends hanging? Yeah. What about the robots? Did they just build the underground crypt for Andy? I'm not going to lie. Ray definitely gave me Frankenstein's monster vibes with Andy, of course, being Frankenstein. Overall, the show is a good ride. What a great, that's a nice positive way of putting it. I agree Mm -hmm. with this very much. Thank you, Francine. Mm -hmm. It was sad. yeah, and I mean, it It definitely was the Frankenstein monster thing. And, yep. I, you know, one of the things, too, that she does say, um, if people died wastefully, I mean, I'm not sure if that was really even wastefully because that's kind of what the setup to the, the thing. The one thing I I was going to say that this jogs in my mind is why was there were a couple characters in particular, Martin, 
the film director and Zebo. Why were they even there? It seemed like <laughs> to say something every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, I don't know because normally when in a murder mystery show, when you have a bunch of people, it's they're there because you need more fodder for the killer or more people yeah, dying off. But yeah. they didn't even do that. And like the thing with Martin on the plane and the nightmare. I mean, I don't know, just things like that. I'm like what? We never even got. That's why it's uh, to me. It feels like feels like subplots have been cut out or we're missing an episode or something like that. So. I can I understand that. That's strange. I, yeah. Uh, again, but when you talk about the Frankenstein, Mary Shelley, um, mm-hmm. later Gina has uh, kind of gets into the whole yeah. like women and AI thing. Maybe we'll save more of discussion for that. But I always thought that was interesting too. Like the original science fiction, a woman writes a book about a man who creates you technology and and <laughs> lack of yep. emotion to create something it's very the whole thing all the ideas inherent that's why what makes a successful season or as this is maybe a one time one off series what makes it successful is different to different people and for me I still think it was very successful if somebody asked me should I watch that? I would say, yeah, watch it. It's it's weird, and you might not get the answers you want, but I think if you stick with it, it raises and a lot of interesting questions. There's my some, guess it's a my guess is it's going to be a show where if you watch if you binge it, you might like it more because you don't have the good point like, like we did with Westworld. Yeah, I've talked to people since Westworld is finished, and they're like, oh, I love the ending. I thought it was fine. But they also didn't have all the time in between to consider it. They weren't they weren't rewatching it, or you, you're not spending a week Great in between point, episodes. Yep. You're spending two minutes to go to the bathroom and get some popcorn, kind of yep. a thing. So that's a and great point. The Frankenstein thing too. I mean, maybe we weren't watching a murder mystery. Maybe this was a monster show. I mean, and when you, yeah. if you think about it that way, that's a totally different way of looking at it that I hadn't yes. even thought of till I read this feedback. But I think it's an interesting idea too. So. Well, um, and I think that these creators have defied genre before, and yeah. I think that's why I loved listening to Bubba's pod and the point he does that series, and it's Let's Solve. And then mm-hmm. someone asked, are you going to cover True Detective? And oh, he's like, yes. well, I'm not going to because if you look at it, it's not really about who did the murder and it's yeah, not, it's not really a mystery show. And I don't know if this really was either. Right. Like I think yeah. that in a sense, you're right. It is like a modern horror. It's a techno horror mm-hmm. There's parts of it. And if you think about it too, that's like a clo- It's almost like a, you know, a chamber horror show, right? They're in the yeah. haunted mansion, which is the hotel. Yep, a haunt, yeah. The haunted house. So, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's definitely raised and, a ghost. I mean, things like monster shows and haunted house shows logic that usually doesn't apply. It would make sense with all the, the inconsistencies with the times being off and the inconsistencies of Darby's memory and things in a dreamlike state would definitely fit in with a horror. Yep haunted house type movie so yep. or show so maybe that is the best way to look at this as more of a horror like you say techno horror haunted house thing yeah and as we're saying that i read this is from grandpa james the road to hell is paved with good intentions sorry andy ray is a benign murderer a monster created from your mind monsters from the id the retreat was a dungeon of death damn grandpa Get deep, yeah, but that's what that's, we're exactly what we're talking yeah. about, right? Yeah, and well, uh, and actually, I was going to say even Jenny's feedback next actually leans more into what I was just saying too. 
Hit it. Unless you had something more to say about James, is there? Oh, we'll, ro- we'll roll into it. I enjoyed it. Since I just binged all the episodes last week, I haven't followed anything around the show. Though I listened to each of the pods after its corresponding episodes, even the posts on Facebook, because I didn't want to be spoiled. Was it divisive? Huh. I found the story to be compelling and enjoyed the route was taken to get there. Jenny binged it and enjoyed yeah. it. So maybe that's part of it, too. Yeah. Between that and the, seeing it as a monster movie, like James is saying, that's... I'm seeing it in a little different light here all of a sudden. So it's, I still well, have some issues because I, but I still, I'm, I'm giving it more, giving it more positivity in my mind after that, really I, thinking about it this way. I'll bring up a great example and some people may disagree with me, but unless they've done a full rewatch, which I have a couple of times of Game of Thrones over the seasons when you're waiting a year and a half, you see the progression and you see the way the show changes, right? Mm-hmm. To become more of the spectacle. But when you're binging it, it seems very natural because everyone's yeah. dying and things are getting more, it's getting to the end. You yeah. know what I mean? Escal- like, escalating in a normal yes, rate, in a normal exactly. time frame. You yep. feel that. So I think that that's a great point from Jenny. And then you mix that with James it goes to show you when you take a step back and look at things in a different way. But, you know, I do, that doesn't take anything away from, say, Mike's reaction or anyone else who's dissatisfied with it. Um, as we get well, to Gina, we, you could say. And it the might same. be, it might be that, because a lot of things Mike says in his, I completely agree with too. And a lot of that's when I come at it looking at it from a, as a murder mystery. Because at the murder mystery, it maybe isn't that successful. Maybe it is successful if you look at it as a haunted house, monster, tech monster kind of thing. So, I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. Do you want to read Gina's? This is a good one, too. Yeah, or conversely, you also just don't just take it for what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Gina says, it's going to take a it's going to take women to burn down AI so it doesn't ruin the world. Well, duh. At least this episode got that right. <laughs> It seems like making Zoomer the killer via Ray was supposed to show how tragic the power wielded by tech bro ego and energy and their creations could be in destroying what and who they love the most. Yeah, that didn't resonate. Overall, (laughs) all of our theories were more interesting than the outcome. And honestly, the outcome wouldn't have been quite as bad if they had successfully nailed the tragedy of what I wrote above, but they weren't even close. So Gina was not satisfied. And... In, in that respect, I have to agree the way she said it. They didn't successfully nail the tragedy. And when yep. you read the Variety interview and they talk about all the things we're talking about, we, we, we understood what the show was about, so we don't have to read. People can go and read it. It is it, the way that they were trying to relate kind of the relationship stuff with Bill and Darby the murder in the past, the murder in the, how they kind of, there's one part in the interview when they're like, if you, if you see the Ray was actually educated by the serial killer that Darby um, was because her book was a part of Ray, you know, and that story was a part of Ray. So we're making a statement on that too, which we've talked about in this pod too, about how like generationally handing down the, the, this kind of psychosis or, or whatever, or, or, um, uh, 
I don't know, insanity, right? That we, <laughs> we hand each other as humans. But <laughs> what Gina, I have to agree with Gina, is that I don't know that they really successfully wound that together in a way that made me go, ah. Oh. And we've all seen that before in a TV or film where mm-hmm. there is that moment where you're like, wow, fuck, man. This is really yeah. deep shit. And they got it together. But yep. it's it didn't quite have that, you know. No, it never it never gelled in that way. No. That and that's I was I one of the reasons why I was I got into it so much in the earlier episodes, especially because it really felt like something that they had they knew exactly what they knew how to do that. Or I don't, but I'm after reading the Variety article, I don't think they were even trying to do that. I don't think that was. I think they were they were trying to. They were obviously are very fond of Darby the character, which she's a great character. I agree. And it for them, it was more about Darby and Bill's relationship and the fact that AI is bad and we need to be scared of it, kind of. A, and that was really and the the murder mystery to them. It's, at least from reading that article and a few other things I read from, seems like that was more of a secondary thing in yes. order to get these other topics in the for, in the forefront. Which which is, I think, normal for any genre, right? Like, yeah. Oh yeah, you're, for sure. You're, you're trying really to touch and, humanity. Well, and I think I mean most of the successful stuff, genre stuff, the yeah. most successful stuff is really good at that. And I think that might be what part of the letdown is, is that in this episode, a lot of it was so clunky, and th- like you say, the overexposition and the the delivery wasn't that great. And it, it I think it, it sticks out because of that. I think if that makes sense. Yes, but I will again in defense. I think that. Um, it was still satisfying, you know, but yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah, I say it's a, it's a hard, to, it's, this is a hard show for me to write. Cause I say it, I've never had a show quite like this where I'm so mixed on it because yeah. like every single one of these we've, we've read, I agree with and to a certain extent. So it's, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's a, it's a fascinating show. It's, it is a show I will not forget soon. So. Well, tell us what our old friend Stephanie has to say. I will say at the beginning of the reveal, I sat there with my mouth hanging open for a few minutes, literally. I had jokingly said that character's name in my head just before I started the episode as a joke. I like any plot that I can't see coming, which this definitely qualifies. And I was pleased with the ending opinion on AI technologies, the story put forward. I was very excited about the cool setting and wild landscape the story was set in. I recently found out that I have an Icelandic cousin that I never knew about. Oh, she has encouraged me to travel there. I am not a cold weather person. Oh, it's too bad. That is too bad. <laughs> but, but, but this landscape was spectacular. And all of the tech twists for that Agatha Christie mansion was a very cool surprise. And finally, the gifting of the sweater gutted me. That was a good touch. That when I saw, I wish they had spent more on that. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that was that was successful. That was really uh, mm-hmm. I, I like that part. And I, but I still also was like, how did Lee not think he was the, I still, they didn't really, yeah. that, that was a little weird, but you're right. That did. And what Stephanie said, yeah, I, I, I didn't feel one point. I think you had mentioned earlier and I, I read this online somewhere or was people say like it was a waste all the robots and all that kind no i don't feel that way because i think that that very successfully gave us this end of the world feeling too like because i think andy and that 
that stereotype of that person has that kind of survivor um bend to them too right like that combined with hubris yes and and it's like the end of the world is coming but i'm gonna save everybody and i'm gonna figure it out and i'm gonna fight against it and rage against the time of the night I am not going to lie. I was disappointed that there wasn't more with that stuff. But that's just because, Andy, we love that shit. If they had done a whole episode just with a robot, we'd be like, awesome. Yes, I totally agree. And I will also (laughs) totally say that is 100% on me. You introduce something like that and you don't come back to it. And as besides just a little eight second clip during the during the episode, they showed it and they never even mentioned it again. I'm just I'm going to be disappointed just because that idea is so freaking cool that I just want to spend more time with that, with that idea. So I, yeah, but it's, yeah, I think what I had said was I was, I was worried about the, the fa- or I was a little nervous that they've introduced so much cool tech and haven't really, haven't really gone back to it or used it. And it, it, it turns out it was basically just a, a, yeah, like you said, a character building and universe building is all it was. It, it wasn't, didn't really, besides the little bit of deep fake stuff that Darby uses in this episode, all of a sudden, yeah. you think she would have used that earlier in the series to get out of a room and things like that. But I guess that's, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and that was a touch too, that I thought was worthy of more than a quick throwaway. It was actually more meaningful too, using the technology against the technology, which is mm-hmm. an interesting idea, how to fool AI, how to, you know, I, I think that just brings up a lot of stuff, like people fooling something that people made with people stuff, with, with ingenuity. I think that's an interesting I Like I said, there are so many interesting ideas here. And there was a comment um, when I was watching Mike's video, I scrolled down and someone had a comment like, I'll never watch anything from these two creators again. I don't trust them or that type of reaction I always find kind of silly because... Well, Mike actually does say that once in his video too. So, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Well, I say to Mike, and I'll say to him. I think that's that's very reactionary, and also that's a little bit anti-art. If I, if as an artist, if I may say so, it's not always the artist's responsibility to be successful. It's to try, and they tried here. I don't feel in any way let down as if they. And I, I, I honestly, I never feel this way that somebody was like personally offended me or they fucked me over or wasted my time or I, I tend not to have feeling like that because I've created so much shit. And when you create something, whatever it is, a story, a film or whatever, you know, a theater, whatever you're, you're a, a song, a painting, whatever you're creating, well, you do, you, you are creating to create. And when people see it, they can judge, then they judge whether it's successful or not. But then to kind of get mad at the creator for the creation, unless it's Zack Snyder, of course. Andy. That's what I, I was going to say. I, you, I was, I was, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I was literally <laughs> going to say, if you can keep going, you can find it strength to keep going back and watching Zack Snyder movies. Yeah. Everybody else can go back exactly. and have to watch other things. Which I will this weekend when I watch this <laughs> yeah. Star Wars ripoff movie. He, I'm yes. going to love it. And Grandpa James, thank you. He's always posting Zack Snyder shit on the Facebook. <laughs> I love Zack Snyder, but I, I I actually think that his Dawn of the Dead remake was fantastic. The 300. Yes. And he is a weird dude. He makes me laugh 
having <laughs> creating an alternate cut to a streaming movie that he says now exists in a different dimension <laughs> than the other one is so fucking stupid that I also kind of love it. Um, it's just, it's great. How but, can you not? <laughs> exactly. But I don't, hey, do I think maybe they got a little bit into, into the ideas here and trying to, was there a little preaching happening maybe in this show? Perhaps so. And, and sometimes when you do that, when you're trying to make something less for the world and the story and the characters and the feeling and more for the point you're making it, you, that's not often a successful way to make something though. There's everything's weird thing. You can create anything and it can be success. You just never that's, know how it's made. You know, you know, that's, that's kind of what I was trying to say earlier about that variety article where I got the point that, that to them, the important thing was more the, the general statement about AI and the right. stuff about Darby. Whereas where like some of the other details, and I don't necessarily know if like they purpose, they forgot to answer why Martin was having the weird nightmares or whatever. I don't think that was the case. I just don't think that stuff was important to them. So they, they put it in there as cool little red herrings yeah. and they're like, well, well, we don't even need to worry about it. Well, it's just, which and is kind of my, that's the impression I got. Yeah. And, and I, 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 I can see that. You know, it just like I like I'm coming back to. I really did enjoy the series. I especially enjoyed the journey of, and I'm a journey person anyway. But yes, I enjoyed, I. yeah, the talking to you each week, getting people involved, talk, having our friends cover it, and watching their stuff and talking about it. That to me is the greatest joy of. You know, it's why well, I do this. We're also we're also both Stephen King fans, so you have yeah. to be a fan of the yes. journey because oh most of his endings he botches so bad that yeah, yeah. you have to be Ooh. a journey fan too. Yeah, well, at least they didn't all have sex with their childhood girlfriend in the, at the end of this one, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, okay, that one I I remember reading that. I, I was probably like. 15 or 16 when I read that or something. And I was like, does this really happen? Like, is this what people do? Like, okay, Stephen King, you need to lay off the cocaine, baby. Yeah. Either way less or way more. One or the other. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. You need to do more. You do more. You end up with the shining. You do less. You end up with, uh, the end of it. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, well, to get back to what I was saying, I saw that comment that um, you know I wouldn't trust them. Again. Please don't do that. And and I hope that Mike, if they do, I hope Mike. I don't know if he had seen their the films and the OA too, but I think this is also a case where and something that's not a lot in the interview. And I, I was I've been searching for. Um, interviews with them and maybe i missed something if someone wants to send it dvr podcast at gmail.com if you find something which is the question of hey this is like the least weird thing you all have ever done did you feel confined in any way that you were making it for hulu or fx like i really yeah. because and i don't know if they'd even answer that question honestly at this point depending on their relationship or whatever, what they want to do next. But it really is th them trying to do something more normal. And that, and honestly, I'd be surprised if 
if they had restrictions put on them because like I said in the first episode we recorded, the whole reason I came to this was because FX and FX has this reputation as letting let, letting the showrunners do exactly whatever they want to. Yeah. So I'd, but be, then I'd be again, surprised if that was the case. But yeah, but then again, it is and and I mean it's not like Netflix is always so crazy. But yeah. I do kind of I did kind of feel like and maybe it wasn't even the constraints of the service itself or the company or corporation, but more like, hey, we did the OA. It was fucking nuts. We barely, Netflix barely let us finish it, right? We, now we decided to maybe do something. I mean, there you, you always have, there has to be somewhat commercial, the idea of, how commercial something is when you're making it right when you make anything especially oh, yeah, these two sure. so i just i don't know i would i would like to because that's what i found too is it, it the storytelling techniques are so different from the oa it's like the total opposite where in the oa they say nothing they never even really explain one part where someone has kind of a joke explains what's happening but mm-hmm. it's so obtuse for so long that I just, and this is so direct throughout almost all of it, and especially the end, that I just felt that it was like almost an exercise between them. Hey, let's try to make something that's a bit more commercial than the OA, and, which this definitely is. And you see, it's got oh, Clive yeah. Owen. It's, you know, it's so. And, you know, I, I cannot find it now, but I. Right after I watched the episode, I went online to just kind of see what people were saying about it. And I found, I wish I could find where it was, but someone quoted an article or it was an article and it was an interview with, it was an interview or it had quotes from Britt Marling. And she had said something because somebody said, we know this is a limited series. Is it possible you could return to this? And she did say, yes, it was possible. They had some other ideas, nothing written in stone. But she said, "If if they want if they want us to make more, we we would consider." I'm it. up for it. I think it would be yeah. fun. I think it would be interesting to, and I and I bet you it would probably be a bit better. I I think in I, their case yeah. they would learn from, and maybe and you know you have to be a little bit more honest because as I said, I've seen everything that they've done, and to me this is probably the least overall successful project that they've done. Okay. I don't yep. think it's, I wouldn't say it's the worst, but from beginning to end, like holistically speaking, I mean, I think the OA really achieves what it is and touches you in a way that feels like, wow, like you're stunned at the end of it. And you're like, holy, this was fucking crazy and awesome. You know, after I get done binging for the top 10 of the year list, I'm going to have to watch, I'm going to have early next year. I'm going to have to watch the OA because I yeah. still haven't seen any of it. So I'm telling you, dude, you'll watch two episodes. If I can speak episodes, <laughs> I don't know. I became, I became like, welcome back, Kata. Um You will text me like, holy shit. This is the exact opposite. <laughs> you're you're going to see sure, it right away. Just by what you're saying, yeah. and like say the few little tidbits I've yeah. heard about that show, and that's that their game. Bonkers. That's the same thing with the other shit they made. That's their game. Is yeah. is that type of writing, which I think a lot of uh, the secret people are successful at. You don't 
you go, you turn the corner instead of ask the question, right? Mm -hmm. And if you can do that successfully enough, we go on a winding road and it becomes kind of a rhythm. But if you don't, it seems herky-jerky and like you're avoiding something. And this felt a little bit more like they, instead of doing that, they just kind of piled on a bunch of stuff, you know? And it, like you say, it is the genre. It is, it is maybe what playing our expectations against us, like the use of all the technology. And here we are, the dudes going more robots, but yet (laughs) the AI comes and I'm going to be like, AI could make a better decision than people could, you know? Um, Yeah, for sure. And then the next thing you know, we're all fucking fighting with uh, John Connor. But um, (laughs) 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 so, you know what I found out? Speaking of Zack Snyder, I wanted to, I I found out that if you look in the beginning of his, uh, of the last, um, what was that? Night of the Dead or that zombie movie he did. Zomb- oh yeah, the Batista's in it, isn't he? Yeah, there's like there's like alien ships in the beginning that it all comes from aliens, and then he oh, said, "Oh really? Yeah, I never. So- I don't think I ever watched that one. <laughs> yeah, oh it's it's crap. Army of the Dead. Is that what it was called? Or Army, uh, Army of, of the Dead. Yes, that's right. It's pretty. Uh, there's a there's a lot of needle drops. Him and James Gunn have to compete for like. <laughs> And I don't know, actually, I think I might like at this point, I think I might, I think Zack Snyder is a better filmmaker than James Gunn at this point, because Gunn just does the same shit. Oh, I mean, he is so repetitive and it's beyond belief that he has so Uh, many films. I I can't go, I can't go that far. I still like Gunn way better than Snyder. Really? I don't know. But there's quite a few, I I mean, I loved, I loved Peacemaker. I loved great. I love the Guardians movie. I know you're down on the no. couple of the Guardians movies, but I love them. I mean, some stuff of guns, I either I either love it or I hate it. Zack Snyder, most, most of it, I'm just kind of like, eh, it was okay, or it was bad. And I don't, there's not a lot besides Dawn of the Dead. I don't love, love any of Snyder's stuff. So, But either way, that's a different discussion. Yeah. The, well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got that we've had to it. Um, the, the, um, but I was going to say something, too. Normally, I never go on Reddit. But okay. at the end of the after that last episode, I, I ended up I ended up accidentally getting on there because I was just I I think I googled something about a murder at the end of the building and I and so, there was like a topic message board and I clicked I didn't even realize I was on Reddit till after I was reading it and somebody well, I, that I most of the time I ignore everything I see there but I saw somebody that made a an interesting point that I wondered if this is the case because they, they were somebody was bitching and moaning about all the inconsistencies and the timelines don't match up with stuff and the they left all this stuff unexplained and it doesn't make sense. And why are they doing these things when they could just be running out of the building and all that? And somebody said, is this something by Brit and Zal, that whole thing about faulty programming? Is this them trying to say that the audience has the faulty programming and we should be ignoring this stuff? I think that I definitely think that's in there. That, that's what I've been saying about us. Yeah. With the, I think I, I, I'm not, I'm not joking about that. I honestly think that, that is why some of that stuff is there. I think yeah, that they're using it against us in the same way that we would program it. So that's why I think that they were getting a maybe a little bit too big for their britches in the in the the meta ness 
which is I do think that that was some of that stuff and we've been talking about throughout. I continue to believe that that was purposeful. Mm -hmm. And I think that it is in the same way that Ray's programmed. Well, we're programmed because what is AI? What would... And and the, and by the way, Ray is never sentient in this. We should make that. That's one yeah, thing well, which I've seen some what, people say online, which is like, no, this is actually. It's he's it following. Is. Yeah, he's following programming. Yeah, I mean, yeah. even at the end, Darby says it was. It was, and at this point, I have to take what she says as what it is because that's what it is. And yeah. she says he never. Ray was never conscious. He never. Nope. So, that and that that actually led me to. After thinking about stuff like that, then I started thinking about other things in in the show. And another thing that I wondered about, because I've been thinking about this for a long time, is why the kid is named Zoomer. Because we're on Zoom recording this podcast. Oh, is it a reference? <laughs> is it? A, I mean, quite commonly, the generation I, yeah. after millennial is Zoomer. It's called generation the Zoomers. Yeah, Generation Z. And, yeah, from like the they're born from like the late '90s to the early 2010s, I think, according to Wikipedia, and that generation relies a ton on computers, yep. AI, yeah, all that stuff. Oh, that's, is, the, that's is this great. basically yes. saying that Zoomer because Zoomer relies on that and to kill yes. and kills people? Is it them him, them trying to say Zoomers are relying way too much on this stuff? Yeah, I do. I think so. I, I think yeah, that that's all in there. That. Yeah, we create the programming. We are the programming. We are the AI. Hey, I I don't want to throw up a spoiler alert for another one of the best shows of the past. I don't know how many years, Battlestar Galactica, but mm -hmm. what what's the difference, right? And this is something yeah. that we said again and again in Westworld. When AI becomes sentient, what really is the fucking difference? We yeah, are AI. We are programmed by our society, by our parents, by our language, by yeah, our. That's media. why the line that Martin has in this that was so interesting about the he's consumed everything from Harry Potter to Hitler and all that stuff. And so that's, we. yeah, I, <laughs> there, man, there's just some yeah, there's some yeah. great stuff in this. I just wish it was a little better. I don't know. Yeah. God dang, there is some great stuff here. So I think if I they guess. had trust, you know what I feel like, Andy is. That's why I bring up the idea and I, if, I w if we could inter, I don't really ever try to go for interviews or anything, but it would be fun to talk to that. Like, I do feel that that was the attachment in this project, yeah. not the characters in the story. And if it, unlike say in Lost, where it mm -hmm. was the characters and the story and love was the answer, I didn't finish <laughs> yeah. watching this feel like the answer was love. I don't feel like they gave us an answer except to run the fuck away as far as you can from the crazy man with all the money and the technology. Go find the Zodiac and get the fuck yeah. out of Dodge. <laughs> so escape. So that is, I think, why, again, some people may be left with raw feelings about it. Mm -hmm. Um, and for those people who hated loss, sometimes I think that it, sometimes I think to me, I can understand why some people like it. Sometimes I think you're a little, maybe not ready to open your heart to it, you know, but for this, it didn't ask me, I didn't feel besides the sweater part, as Stephanie mentioned, I didn't feel like that it was giving me an answer at the end. I don't feel like there was a message of love of, of 
people coming yeah. together to figure this out and working to help. They, yeah, them all them know. all sitting around uh, listening to Darby read her book doesn't have the quite the same energy as everyone sitting in no. a church. So true, true, and that that ending too, I found a little strange. I I always like things that end where they begin, and that's a t- very typical storytelling device. The circular nature yeah. of life and all that. Time is Akuna a circle, Matata. flat circle. Yeah, Akuna Matatada. <laughs> Um, (laughs) the circle of life, Hakuna Matata for all you Lion King people that are yelling at Axel right now. I don't know what I'm saying. That's the way I always say it to Lachlan. I always make fun of things, but also I do call the guy from Harry Potter, Potter, Dumbledore. Isn't that his name? Dumbledore or Dumbledore. Oh, sorry. Um, I used to call one of my dogs Dumbledore. Yeah. That's what I call it. Yeah. Dumbledore. Just Dumbledore. Yeah. But. Yeah, I don't know what I was saying. All 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 it is is that this stuff is all in there and it but because I feel like the beating heart was Bill and Darby, I somehow that I didn't get that at the end or I like if there if an AI Bill popped up at the end, I may have been crying. You know what I'm saying? Like if he had like battled Ray like oh AI Bill versus Ray. That's actually my brother is Ray and I'm Bill. That's kind of or, it's like a civil yeah. war. That, and, I, and I'm Andy, so I'm the oh my god, I'm the, I'm the man behind the curtain. I guess you created me. Um, but you know what that that would have been. Think of how inter. I you know the whole scene and we talked both about how we didn't need to see it of them just destroying Ray. Would it have been effective? More effective if Ray would have appeared to them as Bill. Instead of as Ray, or how about they had? How about Darby or Lee had secretly been working on a separate program, and it was actually Bill, and he explained to Ray what he did wrong, and then they be, learned together to create. Like that's what I'm saying. There was no, yeah, because yeah. yeah, there wasn't something to look forward at the end, and I, I guess the kind of epilogue of her reading the book is that really. Does is that really give me some sort of hope or something? Not, I mean, not really. I I don't know. It just, I I guess she exposes Andy, right? Like she. I kind of wondered. I wondered if, I because I I rewatched it right before we recorded just to refresh my memory because I it had been a few days since I had seen it and I'm wondering if that that whole thing would have played better without the narration. Cause I was getting like Blade Runner theatrical version like Harrison <laughs> narration. Yeah, I was getting right. those vibes from it where if you watch the director's cut where the narration is gone, it's a completely different, you get the, it feels differently. It hits harder. It's just, I wonder if that, cause we really don't need to hear any of what she's saying. No. We could have just seen her reading in the reading to everybody and everybody was there. Yeah. I mean, we would have got understood what was happening without it. That bit of narration seemed like it might've been a little too much. What was it? Sunset Boulevard that has the, the, that's most famous for the narration. And then, and then people. So I I haven't seen Sunset Boulevard in like 30 years. I I don't remember. It is. And then, um, because they use the same spoiler alert technique in American beauty, right? Where the dead guy is narrating and that, but then that caused like a whole bunch of movies to then use narration again and television <laughs> after that, yep. when all the right, all the teacher writing teachers had been like, yeah, narration is the most lazy thing to do. Do not use it. 
except for Sunset Boulevard. That was great. And then someone copies it for, uh, well, oh, and I'm not, oh, I'm not totally against there. Uh, no, me neither. I like it. It was, I like it a lot too. True I, that guy me... wrote American beauty, right? Alan ball, Alan ball. Yep. Yeah. The, uh, that just makes me think of the, you've seen adaptation with Nick cage. Yes. And there's the scene where he goes to the the school where Brian Cox is teaching him. And he's like, that's what Never I use mean. narration. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. That's and real. Then, and then you hear the very next line is narration from Nicholas Cage. Yeah. And it's very well, funny. Yeah, I, I knew it was a, a thing. Yeah. He was playing a famous. Yeah. A real script. A real uh, script teacher. Guy. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah I remember that. I always make, I love adaptation. That just made me think of it. It's always a good reason. Well, to that you know movie, what, so. Andy, in a sense, that's awesome. The film adaptation which is what I fucking love. We once did a uh, go back into the DVR podcast archives. We once did a great pod about, I think I did that with John Wambacher about that movie and we got deep into it. That is. Oh, yes. 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 You did. That's an exploration that really does relate to this show where Mm -hmm. the meta, the the adaptation of the world of ideas how you adapt how you adapt it into a story itself the layers i think in the end cuz we're getting towards the end of the pod here i would say again i thought this was a a very successful journey and season of television but in the end i didn't i i i can't agree with mike that they're just throwing shit on the typewriter or any i won't go that i don't think so at all i can see where they were coming from it was just it was too much exposition and i uh, my hope is that if they do return for another season or the next project that they do because i really love them both as creators they learn from that that it doesn't the i feel almost feel like they didn't have enough faith in the backbone of those ideas so they had to yeah. keep on repeating them. Yeah. And if it. they had had the faith that we were with them, and then that faith translated to making the love story the real heart of this, it would have mm-hmm. been a more successful outcome, I think, for this show. My wife, on the other hand, she felt like as soon as we found out that Zoomer was Bill's kid, the whole thing went downhill. That was her. She's like, Please tell everyone my opinion. As soon as we found out that Zoomer was Bill's kid, the whole show took a nosedive. And I said, okay, honey, I will tell everyone. So I remember Did, did she explain why specifically that was? No, I had to come far, and do or? the podcast. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, say it was, it was still, a, you say, I, mean, I still love doing the podcast about it because it, it was still a very fun show to podcast about. So I'm still, like I say, I still enjoyed it. It just was. I said I wasn't overwhelmed or underwhelmed. I was just kind of whelmed. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's where we'll leave it. We're both whelmed, uh, (laughs) but we are also say welcome and thank you to everyone for listening, for downloading, giving reviews, stars, whatever. If you enjoy us, go over to dvrpodcast.com. Uh, You can find out about us. You can subscribe to Daily DVR. Pretty soon we're going to be doing our top 10 TV shows of the year, which we will hopefully have a big crowd. Tune in to see if this show makes our top 10s. Yep. You can see. You can see. uh, I've been thinking a lot about my top 10, man. And I don't know if my number one has been dethroned yet. We'll have to see. 
Because we I've did do our six-month one. I've got two or three shows that are competing for the number one. I'm not sure what it is going to be yet. Mm. So, and I'm still, I'm still uh, binging a few other things to get them in under the wire, just in case. There's a couple things I think might make it, but I'm still trying to, still trying to cram those in before we record. So, well, let me tell you something. There's going to be a more than a couple uh, reality shows on my list, baby. <laughs> this was a great year for reality, and I know everyone's going to be very interested. I, I'm not even going to talk about them. I'm just going to mention them. Because, uh, except maybe, you know, maybe there's some people who watch some of the shows. But anyway, folks, thank you for listening. Thank you for doing what you do. We, we couldn't do it without you. And uh, that's all we got. DVR Podcast. We'll be back in less than a month with True Detective Night Country. And we continue to cover the NFL over on Around the Couch. So go check that out. Any last words, Ando? No, I don't think so. Like I said, this was still a lot of fun, and I I think I enjoyed podcasting about it probably more than I did actually enjoyed the show, even though I still enjoyed the show. The podcasting is always a lot of fun, yes. and I love talking to Gina and Mike, as always. Yep. So, yes, it was uh, it was fun, and then until the next show. Yep, you got it. Thank you, Andy. I agree with you. The, pod, the podcast is always better than the show. That's just the way it is, folks. I, I'm starting to starting to, starting to to think that, too. Well, maybe <laughs> not with Succession, because we podcasted about that, and that show was yeah, awesome. That's true. So, but, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So, yeah. Until next time, everybody. All righty. Peace out, everyone. Oh, by the way, if you do want to hear an exclusive interview with Zoomer, please do go check out... <laughs> Bubba Double P Podcast Network. It's amazing. It's amazing. Zoomer, he, yes. I don't know how he scored this interview, but I wanted to mention it. It is Zoomer is quite an interview subject as well. The things he says yeah. are rather shocking. I was I, I was shocked with how how honest and revealing yes. the interview was. I mean, it was it's Bubba really gets to when he does those celebrity interviews, he gets to the heart of it, you know? He's he's like Charlie Rose or one of those kind of guys that just really knows how to drill down and ask the hard questions. Definitely, definitely. All right, everyone, enjoy that, and we'll talk to you soon. Peace out.